0: Is there a sound for a safety pin? You know, the thing you see on Twitter and Facebook, and hopefully some people on your street? I haven't come up with it yet, but if I had, I would definitely put that safety pin right here. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Blogger Story, Part 21. Good morning, I'm Miss Harris. He'll be ready for you in a minute, Miss Harris, the assistant said. Okay, thank you. Emily didn't recognize her. There never was a loyal, same-old assistant guarding Eric's door. No, the CEO of Sanders Tech seemed to have a new assistant every few months or so. When Emily wanted to make an appointment with Eric, she contacted a number or email address that was linked to a job not a person. She never bothered to remember who was doing that job right now, since she knew it wouldn't take long before a new name popped up under the email replies to her requests, or until a new voice answered the number she called. Emily sat down in the waiting area and looked around. Eric's floor had clearly been redecorated since the last time she was here. The walls were now a warm beige, And much to Emily's surprise, there was a new wooden floor. The space was more welcoming than you'd expect from a technology company. It was homey, classy, rather than flashy and bright. She sat back in the comfortable dark brown chair. She was on the top floor of an impressive skyscraper in downtown Chicago. She knew she would be able to see Lake Michigan if she got up, walked to the window, and stared past the other massive buildings. But she didn't. She did wonder if Leah visited Chicago now and then. Probably not. It was a a four-and-a-half-hour drive, Emily knew. That made it an actual overnight trip. Not a quick shopping visit. But it wasn't that far, either. Not as far as Brussels had been. Emily smiled. You can go in now, the assistant said. Emily nodded and then straightened. Okay. It didn't matter that she talked to Eric quite often, through phone calls or video calls. She still got nervous when she had to meet him face to face. As she walked to the door of his office, her heart rate picked up. She'd been wondering what this was about for the last twelve hours. The flight alone had been more than nine hours long. And she'd spent it thinking. But she hadn't come up with a single plausible idea for being summoned so suddenly. She knocked on Eric's door and he replied immediately. Yes, come in. As she walked into the room, patiently closing the door behind her, she saw him getting up from behind his desk. Eric. Ah, Emily, he beamed. Thank you for making it here so fast. He met her in the middle of the room and leaned to the right to give her a kiss on the cheek. She much preferred a handshake, but who was she to tell her boss that? He patted her on the back a couple of times while taking her in. You look good. Thank you. You must like Europe, he said with a grin. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Was that a wink? Emily wondered. It was. Oh boy. Sit down, my dear Emily. Ah, okay. Sometimes Eric pretended to be an old gentleman. Emily guessed he wanted to be perceived as his father was. Patient, wise, and truly kind. At 44 and with a healthy amount of thick brown hair on his head, always wearing a shiny suit, Eric was a lot less old-fashioned than he let people believe. Emily suspected. There sure were plenty of rumors. There had always been rumors. She sat down and tried to relax a bit. Would you like some coffee? I can ask. Ah, uh, What's her name again? Emily smiled. So apparently he couldn't keep up with whoever was running his office either. She shook her head. No thanks. I had coffee on the way over. Eric looked relieved and sat down in the chair opposite from hers. Okay, let me get straight to the point, Emily, he said. His expression had grown serious in the blink of an eye. (coughs) Emily cleared her throat and immediately regretted it since she did not want to show she was nervous. So she said, okay, thank you, in a confident voice. At least she hoped it sounded confident. There have been some complaints, Eric said. Emily kept her eyes on him, trying to appear calm, but her mind was racing. Complaints? About her? About her work? About her as a manager? Don't blush, she thought in alarm as she felt her cheeks starting to burn. Then an even more terrifying idea hit her. Oh no. What if this was about her call with Leah? The only one who told her not to contact Leah was Anna, the marketing VP. And there was no way Anna had found out about their video chat. Or the message Emily had sent to Leah just two hours ago. Eric seemed to notice her increasing discomfort. Oh, no, sorry. Should have been more precise. Not about you, Emily. She flashed a thin smile and nodded, trying to mask her immediate and immense relief. Getting all emotional was not a trait men like Eric wanted to see in one of their VPs. I had to fire Anna, he said, rather bluntly. Emily's eyes widened. She quickly put an end to her spontaneous response, however, and nodded in understanding instead. May I ask why? She almost added, sir. But she knew Eric didn't like that. Men of his generation were so confusing when in power, Emily thought. They often expected obedience, and more respect than they had earned, but they hated formalities. They wanted to be your best friend, until you disagreed with them. Then, you were back to being just an employee who should watch your mouth. Emily had discovered this the hard way early in her career, but she never got used to it. Eric now leaned forward a bit, as if he was going to tell her a secret. His expression was grave. It's about your trip to France. Well, this couldn't be good. Emily started to fidget with the button of her sleeve. This could actually be very bad. Was she about to get fired, too? As you know, Eric said, that trip was a disaster. To make matters worse, that Brad Felt guy threatened with a lawsuit. What? Emily's mouth dropped open. She was stunned. She uttered, Brad Felt? But she shook her head. He was the one using an illegal substance on the trip, she managed, barely controlling her outrage. Eric put on his wise old man act again. He leaned in even further and put a hand on her knee. I know, dear. I know. It's ridiculous. He was giving her an understanding, but almost belittling look. Emily slowly lowered her gaze to the hand on her knee. He quickly pulled it back, his cheeks the tiniest bit of pink. Emily rubbed her forehead and tried to think straight. What could Brad possibly sue the company for? He had endangered them, not the other way around. Eric seemed to be reading her mind because he said, he claims you didn't get him the proper help. He what? Emily stood up, her whole body tense, her voice angry. He refused all help. He refused to say what he took. Eric raised his hands. Calm down, Emily. Please, sit. She sat back down, shaking her head in disgust. Unbelievable. We settled. I had no other choice. He's not allowed to talk about the trip. Ever. And we had to fire Anna. Eric said. He seemed to consider what he would say next. His head slightly tilted. And his eyes locked on her. After a while, he added. He actually wanted us to fire... You. Emily froze. She stared at Eric in shock. After quite a few long seconds of silence, she sat back in her chair in utter disbelief. After another long moment, she asked what Eric wanted her to ask, or he would not have told her this tidbit of information. So why did you fire Anna, and not me? He seemed to nod his approval for asking the right question because you are more valuable to this company and because Anna's department organized the trip. Emily felt bad for her friend. Anna had loved being the VP of Sanders Tank. Marketing truly was her passion. She had worked the same long hours Emily did. You're lucky Anna complained to me about your reluctance to join the trip, Eric said. Emily looked up in surprise. I'm sorry. Eric's face now was apologetic. She complained to me about you because you refused to support her with this trip. That's why I never considered firing you. Emily's brow wrinkled. That didn't sound like Anna at all. She decided there and then she did not trust Eric Sanders one bit. But there were more immediate things to deal with right now. Her job, for example. So why do you need me here in Chicago? Emily asked, back in her strong career woman persona. It came natural to her now that she was on her guard with Eric. He smiled, seeming satisfied with her cold professionalism. Because most of the marketing team is here. Emily didn't understand. She started to ask what he meant, but he was quicker. I am promoting you, Emily. You are now in charge of research and development and marketing. Emily closed her mouth and stared at Eric. He was what? That makes you the VP of Marketing and Innovation. Congratulations, Emily. He grinned, got up, and extended his hand. Emily knew she should be getting up as well. And so she did. She made an effort of returning the strong handshake Eric was giving her. But in the meantime, she was just trying to wrap her head around what she'd just heard. It didn't make sense. Now, Eric continued, letting go of her hand. I know your expertise is an innovation, but I'm sure you can assemble a team to advise you properly on the marketing front. I expect you to be as efficient as you were for research and development. He means he wants me to cut costs, Emily thought. And for a second, she considered refusing the promotion. Not only did she dislike marketing, she had absolutely no idea how to lead a whole department of marketeers. Since you are now combining two VP roles, you'll be compensated differently i will ask my assistant to send you the proposed package it's not really up for discussion but i don't think you will want to discuss it you'll see that you are valuable to me emily emily nodded dazed she then realized she should probably thank him thank you sir <laughs> Damn it. No, no 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 eric laughed good-heartedly giving her a pat on the shoulder. No sir anymore, Emily. Call me Eric, he said. You really are one of the boys now. Emily wondered what she'd been before. Why was she suddenly more important? Again, it didn't make sense. Eric nudged Emily away from the sitting area. A sign the meeting was over. But Emily had absolutely no clue where to go next. Probably the hotel bar to have a drink and digest all of this. Oh, I had the staff redecorate Anna's office. So from now on, it's all yours. Uh, uh, oh. Emily nodded and followed Eric to the door. She didn't want an office in Chicago. That's settled then. He extended his hand again. No kiss this time, thank God. And she took it. One more thing, Emily. I know you didn't want an assistant, but you have one now. That's also not up for discussion. You'll need one. She's waiting for you at your office. Get updated by your teams and come and see me tomorrow to discuss. He let go of her hand. Yes, Eric, I will. She gave him a stern nod and walked out of the room. Emily smiled at the assistant and kept walking towards the elevator as fast as she could without raising suspicion. Her mind was still trying to catch up. It was mostly saying, what the fuck just happened, over and over again. She did not feel good about this. She was not happy with this promotion. Not happy at all. She was horrified at having to lead the marketing department she'd mocked so many times. And she was terrified to face Anna. Something she would have to do if she truly valued their friendship. While she was waiting for the elevator, debating to just go downstairs and run away, she suddenly thought of Leah. Oh my god. Brad clearly was out for blood. Emily didn't think he would give up his efforts to damage Sanders Tag and Emily, especially not when he heard she just got promoted instead of fired. He was that kind of pathetic douchebag who wanted real payback, not just money. No doubt about it. Would he be going after Leah and her website too? Shit! She should have asked about the details of the settlement. What exactly did Sanders Tech pay, and what was Brad doing or not doing in return? Eric likely didn't care about what happened to Leah. He probably negotiated a deal to make Brad shut up about Sanders Tech, and that probably stopped Brad from talking about the trip. But he might still go after Leah in some other way. Emily had to talk to Leah as soon as possible. She would go to her new office and try to call her right now. Be careful, she thought. There was much more at stake now. I have to use the secure video tool again, she decided. But Emily had to tell Leah what was going on. She had to warn her about Brad. And Leah wasn't going to like this. Emily had to beg Leah to never tell anyone about their conversations no one could ever know that they were still in touch she knew it wasn't fair she knew it was a lot to ask from Leah but for her own sake and Leah's Emily hoped it wasn't too late fuck this was part 21 of the blogger story and episode um (laughs) I lost count be right back uh let's see okay 33 Oh, 34 episode 34 of the lesbian romantic podcast thank you so much for listening and to a couple of people thank you so much for your messages this week i really really needed those so thank you and i'll see you next week stay safe Welcome to the Bells and Whistles Theatre. Step inside and follow me into an enchanted realm of sound. It would be my privilege to welcome you to the Bells and Whistles Theatre today. Go to the Patreon membership page and see if there's a seat available. Patreon.com lesbianromantic